Hey guys, you are now tuned in to the Talk That Talk podcast with Joyce and Britt. This episode is sponsored by Solstice Beauty. Join us every Wednesday as we discuss current events, social issues, and everything in between. Now let's start the show. Hey y'all, it is Joyce and Britt, and this is our first episode of Talk That Talk. We are so excited excited to be here. We're just going to dive in, okay? So I'm going to tell you guys Mm -hmm. a little bit about me, and then Brittany will go ahead and um, tell you a little bit about her. So my name is Joyce, or Jojo. You can um, find me on Instagram, Jojo the CEO. I do marketing. That's what I do by profession and what I love to do. And I also am a quote unquote, I hate using this term, influencer. <laughs> like, what are you even influencing? But I, um, I like to blog. How about that? I'm a blogger. Um, I also mm-hmm. founded uh, my own vegan and cruelty-free beauty brand. And I am based out of Baltimore, Maryland. Um, my brand is called Soul Sis Beauty. You know, like soul sisters, similar to what mm-hmm. Brittany and I are. And I'm super, super excited to be one of your amazing hosts. For those that don't know me, my name is Brittany. Um, Most folks know me as Alex Bree underscore on Instagram (laughs) and Twitter. I am from the U.S. Virgin Islands, specifically the island of St. Thomas. Um, By day, I am working in disaster recovery for the local government. In my spare time, I serve as one of the officers for an athletic nonprofit organization here in the territory. And I also serve as a member of the council for the Frederick Evangelical Lutheran Church, which is the state church of the Virgin Islands. I am a blogger and I hate using the word influencer too. (laughs) So I'm gonna stick to uh, labeling myself as a blogger slash digital creator. Yes, I um, like that. I like that your Instagram has that. Um, yeah, and I put my I think, Instagram as entrepreneur because I hate saying influencer. Yeah, I think that's a more accurate description of who we are. Yeah. We do. Yeah, Joyce and I met in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both, yeah, we both <laughs> went to Loyola University, Maryland, which is in Baltimore City. I believe Joyce studied international business. Yes. And then I studied communications in undergrad. And then once we graduated in 2013, we both decided to enroll in the master's program for emerging media. So I don't know what I would we have done without Joyce. Over here. We got not one, but two degrees. Two. <laughs> and I don't know the what I would have done without time. her. <laughs> yeah, so that was a really fun experience. We were like the first cohort of students to graduate from that program. Yeah. And that was an accelerated program. We finished in like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, we finished. I think it was exactly a year. No, a year. And then I think we graduated. A few months. Yeah. 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 And then we graduated the following year. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. And then I decided to move back home uh, back in 2014. And then uh, Joyce was in my wedding. I got married in 2017. She was my maid of honor. Um, I wish I could wear a crown for that. (laughs) We've been friends for like, I want to say 10 years now, or a little Mm -hmm. more than 10 years. So We'll say 10 plus years. Yeah, 10 plus, because it's going to be ongoing. It's going to be forever. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's us. 
Yeah, I think um, our friendship has always been super special. And, you know, at Loyola, we met through um, a pre-orientation program that we both attended. Mm -hmm. So right before we even started. And um, because I think it's important to have backstory because I think that this influenced so Mm -hmm. much of our life that we'll always kind of come back to Loyola and the teachings that it taught us, even in this episode later on. Um, But there is an office basically for all the minorities because we're so new at Loyola (laughs) and it's a lot of services, African American, Latino or African, Latino, Asian, Mm -hmm. Caribbean, Caribbean, Uh, Native, Native Native American. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. all encompassing. Um, So through Alana services, they do different orientation programs. We did um, well through Alana service, the pre-orientation program that we did is MAPS, Multicultural mm-hmm. Awareness. Awareness. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because when you think about it, like multicultural awareness, you would think that, that we have to be aware. That aren't, right. Like we're not the ones that need to be aware. Um, but it, I, I was very grateful that my mom signed me up for it because um, that's where I established my like lifelong friendships. Yep. And, and to again, this day, we still are mm-hmm. in group chats with mm-hmm. a lot of the people that we met. And the thing about Loyola as well, and I think people can relate to if you have gone or are attending or have attended a predominantly white institution, because that mm-hmm. is what Loyola is, you know, you realize really early on the importance of connecting with people that have similar backgrounds culturally, you know, socially. And so mm-hmm. the fact that we did that and we like really bonded with, with one another, I could honestly say in that group, we, I didn't, I did not like, I don't, I like, I have great feelings towards everyone, you know, like everyone yes. just brought like such good vibes. And even to this day, you can still be like, Hey, like, how's it going? You know, and connect with them. Right. And mm-hmm. so through that, that's how we met. And, you know, <laughs> for the record, you know, <laughs> let the record show. <laughs> I told Brittany that I've been obsessed with that saying for no reason this week. So I'm going to keep using it. But that, you know, we, we were friends, but we didn't become like super, super close until mm-hmm. maybe our, the end of the like second junior year. Yeah. So it was like junior year yeah. was when we really became inseparable and we've been inseparable since. Since. Yes. Yeah. And I do think that with, um, I think a lesson for just even friendships in general is that, you know, just, I think everyone should just always be open to people come into your lives and then the role that they play of like, if they're supposed to stay, if you're supposed to grow with other people and just being open to, Mm -hmm. because a lot of the times in college, you can be like, this is my group of friends and that's it, you know, or in school, like any, if there's anyone listening from high school or just, you know, if you're doing any even coworkers, right? Like you can't just automatically decide who you want and then you stick with them for like those four or five years, whatever. Um, Because then you're kind of missing out on experiencing other people, other friendships coming. Right. So I'm glad that both of you, like both of us have that in us where we're just always like open, you know, to meeting people and, right. and open to just like establishing these friendships. And I think that's why we've just clicked since. And I think um, it's easier for us because we're both extroverts. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And I will so, say this, that I just, I realized, I think this year more than ever, I've accepted that title. <laughs> the label. <laughs> I've accepted it. Because I always, even just, I mean, the first, I, I think even in college too, I um, was still trying to like figure myself out and figure, you know, who I was. And mm-hmm. I think I was definitely a lot more shy. I mean, I think freshman year, just, you're just so timid, Oh yeah, same. Know? Yeah. And yeah, same. Um, I, you know, through years, through experience, you begin to really um, find yourself and be comfortable. But yeah, I think that, like I said, this year with COVID and everything going on, I realized that I do, I do miss connecting with people and meeting random people. And I try my best to yeah. do that, you know? I have my coffee with me and Brittany has her drink because she's a rebel. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm drinking alcohol in the morning. <laughs> goals. But I need it. Uh, yeah. But, um, I, would, I would too. Yeah. How this podcast got started was, I, this was years ago. It was an idea that Joyce came up with. So it's been years in the making. So I'm just really yeah. excited that we're finally doing it. <laughs> Same. But it's it's interesting to see how an idea takes so long to come to fruition. And I'm, I'm sure that that happens for other people as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my advice to other people is when you have an idea, just go for it. I know it, it takes time to develop, you know, and kind of decide what you want to do, how you want to go about it, whether it's a podcast or a blog or anything like that. Like when it finally comes to fruition, it's it's the best feeling ever. But I, my advice is to just go ahead and pursue it. Like whatever yeah. doubts you have in your mind, like ignore that you know yeah I know in my personality I'm a perfectionist and that has held me Mm -hmm. back and so I always tell myself like one of my many models is like progress over perfection because yes me trying to do or us trying to make everything perfect and sound even I mean even to down to this podcast right like we just had to Mm -hmm. go for it and then um whatever we need to change like we'll do that along the line like down the road um but just going ahead and just like starting it, you know, and being okay mm-hmm. with it might not look perfect, but you're doing it. So I think that, you know, like I said, it's been years in the making. And one of them, like one of the reasons why it took us this long, I think it's just our journey and, and kind of right. life, right? And then the yeah. other piece too is that we both are very like perfectionist people. And Perfection, so we love yeah. to do mm-hmm. things right. And but I think that this year we're challenging ourselves to, you know, just just literally like just go for it and um, right. kind of like do it and learn as we go. Yes. And I think that's the best way is yeah. just learning as you go. Right. So that's the only way you gain experience. Fact. And to learn from your mistakes, you know. <laughs> Woo! We're getting deep. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, so uh, we came up, well, actually Joyce came up with the um, the name of the show, <laughs> Talk That Talk, because we, we were like, we're having a hard time coming up with a name for it. Um, we just knew that we wanted to speak our truth. We wanted to provide a platform for other people to speak their truths. Um, and then the goal is really to give new perspectives to our listeners, you know, and to provide a safe space for people that look like us or share similar experiences. And I think the biggest thing for us as well, when we were trying to, you know, we were brainstorming and like 
like, okay, what do we want? What, what, what is the goal? What is our mission and stuff? And I think, you know, connection and like Brittany said earlier, um, the fact that we both are extroverts, like we love connecting with people, especially people that you may feel don't look like you, you know, and mm-hmm. you realize that you're, we're all connected, you know, and at the right. core, you know, that is literally like what connects us. And I think that, you know, we want people to feel a connection to a community that's larger than them, yes. than the community that they live in. And I do think that the fact that, like I said, you know, I'm based out of Baltimore, Brittany is in St. Thomas, and that provides such a different perspective on so many, on so many issues and so many things going on. But, you know, essentially, I think that through our experience, through this podcast, through the people that we have here, you all, you, the listeners will be able to resonate with that. And wherever you are in the U.S. or in the world, you'll be like, Mm -hmm. wow, that's, you know, that's, that's how I feel about this, or I never thought about it that way. And so that's really our goal Mm -hmm. is that we just all want to connect. And at the same time, we're going to talk our shit. (laughs) Yes, and back it up. <laughs> yes, because yes, uh, come through. But yes, the most important thing is that we're talking that talk because we can mm-hmm. back it up. We right. can back it up in the club, and then we can. Back oh it my up. gosh! <laughs> and we can also back it up with facts. Okay. Right. <laughs> so the season is gonna be uh, six weeks long, mm-hmm. and the show is gonna drop every Wednesday, so it's gonna be weekly. Mm-hmm. and it'll be available on all streaming platforms but we'll provide you guys with that information in the description and then later on in the show yes so some of the segments that you may hear every show you may not hear them every show I just kind of want to go through them so that you guys can get familiar with hearing what the segments are and what they're about we have uh the talk your talk segment which is essentially giving other people a platform to share their stories so we'll be doing interviews with people, uh, we have some ideas lined up. So I'm just really excited for those um, because again, the goal of the show is to provide you guys with new perspectives. Uh, the next segment we have is called the Beehive. <laughs> yeah, like whatever you know, bees, is buzzing. <laughs> bees is uh, known to bite. <laughs> right, and whatever is buzzing at the time. So in that segment, we'll be talking about like trending topics, Um, current events, anything that's happening right now, um, politics and pop culture um, and everything in between. Um, And the other segment that you're going to hear us refer to is Code Switch. So as you guys know, uh, I am from the Virgin Islands. Joyce is uh, from El Salvador. And we have different languages. We have different uh, lingos and things that we use within our own communities and at times when we're put into uncomfortable spaces or spaces where uh like in American culture sometimes Mm -hmm. we have to like code switch you know yep adapt I have to like yeah tone down my accent I have to Mm -hmm. slow it down a little bit um so we're just gonna kind of talk about the nuances with that um in everyday life uh next we have news spotlight and in this segment we're gonna be highlighting amazing women that are doing successful things, the movers and shakers, um, you know, currently in our world. And then lastly, uh, we have a segment called New Waves. So anything that's trending right now, highlighting like new music, art and culture, um, that's what that is going to focus on. 
Yes. So I think we gave you guys a good gist of what the show is going to be and what to expect. So yeah, make and sure you tune in every Wednesday. Yeah. One thing I was going to add to, I don't know if we touched, mm-hmm. um, I think we missed it, but aside from the podcast being something that's been on our mind, mm-hmm. what really pushed us was doing the IG lives. Um, yes. So Brittany and I decided to begin to go live on Instagram during covid and so during this was like probably what march april or was march it? yeah we started yeah. in march so mm-hmm. we had this thing um both of us like you know we talked about uh, whether like unfortunately we don't like this word but you know we're both we both have a platform how about that we're not influencers we both have mm-hmm. a platform and we kind of saw a need for um just connecting with people especially during a mm-hmm. time where what is that word that people use? We could Un- Unprecedented time. Sorry. I don't, I don't know. How to, yeah. Sometimes I can't conjugate, but that's okay. English was my second language. Okay. <laughs> but we started going live and through that, you know, we started building out topics and, and just talking mm-hmm. and connecting with people. And it became something that really just, one, we started to really look forward to it. We started seeing how many people reached out to us telling us that they looked forward to it. We had Wind Down Wednesdays, you know, Mm -hmm. and it just was a time for us to really, again, during these times that we're going through so much to really give people resources, to give them a chance to be heard, for us to Mm -hmm. talk about different things going on. And so we did that kind of like testing the ground and because we got such good feedback we're like we got to keep this going you know yes and and now is the time to kind of bring to fruition this podcast and now you have talk that talk (laughs) yes (laughs) so I guess that's it for the podcast now we're going to be talking about um big activism and um, with the recent (laughs) yeah that's the topic for this week um with the you know recent murders of george floyd um brianna taylor armand aubrey and the list can go on and on um we see the resurfacing of the black lives matter hashtag across social media and the number of protests that have been happening across america Mm -hmm. um now we're seeing people, we're seeing influencers, we're seeing corporate companies, we're seeing different brands and things like that speaking out only now, yep. you know? And my question is, why only now? Like, mm-hmm. why was this, why was George Floyd's killing the straw that broke the camel's back? You know, and yep. I have to ask myself, like, is it because of COVID? Is it because that we're not distracted is why we have our focus on these issues? and do do people really care because if without covid with us being distracted in our regular lives would we care about this and when i say we i'm not talking about joyce and i or the community i'm talking about the larger community the corporate world the brands the influencers mm-hmm. everybody you know that people wasn't that paying attention yep. to this or that haven't posted yeah, that something haven't, yeah ever. they've never spoken out about this you know, they have been problematic in the past, but only now they want to post a little black square on Instagram mm-hmm. or they want to highlight um, an ethnic person on their uh, IG lives, you know? Yeah. And it's like, are you really about that life? Mm-hmm. 
Oh my God. Say it, say it louder for the people in the back <laughs> or people that are listening. Turn up your volumes. Yes. Turn it up. Like, are you really about that life? Are you doing this now because it's trendy? Uh, do you feel pressured to, to say something, to share mm-hmm. a post, um, to use these hashtags? Like, yeah. are you really about it? Like, is, is this something that's just trendy to you? Because right about now we're in August. I'm not seeing as many posts on social right? media. I'm not seeing that big push that happened months ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really ask yourself, like, are you really about pushing this movement forward and getting things accomplished? Or do you want to just be seen as someone that was following the trend, you know? Yeah. And just barely scratching the surface. Right. And, you know, let's 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 dive in deeper to kind yes. of what what pissed us off about this whole Mm -hmm. or this time that we're living in or what is just you know let's ring the alarm Mm -hmm. (laughs) on this because what you said you know like when you ask yourself like why now like the first thing Mm -hmm. that comes up to mind which you said is that yeah I think it is because it's COVID I think it is because we were all forced to be inside the house you couldn't uh-huh. leave the house. And, you know, a lot of people were not working, you know, unless you're fortunate right. enough to be like working from home, but some people, mm-hmm. and so you have this surge on like, we have all the time in the world. So now that we have all the time in the world, a topic, a issue that has been plaguing America for mm-hmm. centuries now people can sit down and be like, I can't ignore that. Right. Or not only can't they, you, you could ignore it, but Mm -hmm. you're on social media so much that you socially can't ignore that, you know? And then it's, it, it brought up a whole, this wave of people that have never said anything. And so, for example, in my timeline, and like I said, you know, we both do so many different things outside of our professional life. So the people that you're going to church with or the people that you Mm -hmm. are blogging with, the people that I'm going to these events with, all these like different bloggers. And (sighs) I'm just like, you have never said anything on your platform. You have danced around this issue that quote unquote has not affected you or you feel like doesn't affect you. And so then now when I began to see that, you know, it just like, oh, I was just so irritated because on top of this being an issue that, I mean, like Trayvon Martin, what year was that? That was like, was that like, Oh, 9, 10, 2010. I want to say it was like 2011. I can look it up really quickly right now, yeah. but it, it was a while back. It was a, a while back. You know, when I look back of like Trayvon Martin 2012, that was a huge turning point as well for the country. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, this is one of many, right? But I just think to myself, like, how many people were about that life then? How many people were championing? How many people were protesting? How many people were really trying to create a change, like, change the laws, like, the actual, like, systemic racism that exists in this country? And now, you know, eight years later, 
is the same thing that's happening mm-hmm. but we've all taken a pause and it's just it's 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 really for me it's really frustrating because you know this is something that has been going on it affects our communities and it's just like people miss the point yes they do and people on social media especially miss the point and you know Brittany you and I talk about this all the time of just like not being able to like read the room and I think especially during this time there was so many people that missed the point and were just like not reading the room and you know um let's 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 enlighten these people let's enlighten our (laughs) listeners on just just what we mean by missing the point okay Mm -hmm. Um, and um do you want to give your example of the black squares the black squares yeah so this was back in i think it was in march and people were using the black lives matter hashtag to bring awareness to the issue right and as you guys know like when you use a hashtag it's associated with a photo or video or some type of message that you're trying to push so if someone researches the hashtag black lives matter they're going to get a series of um, of information and uh, photos relating to that topic or issue. Now, someone had the bright idea of a Blackout Tuesday, which was completely fine. The, the whole movement was so that folks could, um, I think, purchase items from only Black business, you know, and to just support Black art, anything that was uh, like fashion or anything to support folks that were that were um, black you know um so they did the hashtag blackout tuesday and it was all black squares and again to so to show solidarity with the black lives matter movement but the issue with that is that when we use the hashtag black lives matter with all of the black squares then it pushes all the pertinent information back Right. which is the information that we need <laughs> to see and we need to keep circulating. So it was counterproductive because you mm-hmm. post your little black square, you post hashtag Black Lives Matter. So now you're seeing thousands, if not millions of black squares going down your timeline, as opposed to seeing the important messages and movements and things that people could be doing to support, you know? So it's like people miss the opportunity to really make a difference posting a black square but i that's why when that was happening i was telling people please use hashtag blackout tuesday do not use the hashtag black lives matter because now you're filtering all the important information that people need to see right you know so it's like we really have to think about it what is that black square really doing you know right. like there's and- so much more that we can be doing that's impactful for the community exactly so that was frustrating for me and I think even just I remember of course like that day right and you know so much of what we had to do that day was so people are posting the black squares and then at the same time you see in like an infiltration of of the content like hey don't use that hashtag like you know and and it just it almost felt as though like you're doing double the work Yes. You know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. so now I have to tell you how to post and I'm Mm -hmm. basically teaching you something about social media versus talking about the issue that is affecting our lives right now. 
you know? And it just, you know, again, is a whole part of a trend of, of just being woke and, and, Mm -hmm. and being able to participate in all this. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's frustrating. It's, it was, it was, like you said, just super, like you, you missed the point, you know, with that one. And, um, I think (laughs) my example is funny. And what we'll mm-hmm. do is um, once this episode airs, we'll post uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll the, post these the examples <laughs> too um, on our story so you can see the post that I'm about to share and talk about. But like, okay, so here's another example of, um, you know, just like not reading the room and people with quote mm-hmm. unquote good intentions and you're missing the point, right? So there is um, a Colombian singer who I love, like... <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. Um, she does reggaeton and she, she she really is amazing. So I love her music. Um, she's Colombian, Carol G. And she posted um, on Twitter, she posted this, mm-hmm. <laughs> this picture of her dog. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what kind of dog it is because I'm not really a dog person. Um, it's like a bulldog like, or something. Yeah, so. <laughs> And the dog, you know, has like, um, is black and white, like has like a spots, black spots. Patches, yeah. Yeah, patches. So she posts um, this in Spanish, but I'll translate it for you guys. Um, The perfect example that black and white together can look beautiful or is beautiful. And then hashtag Black Lives Matter. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When I tell you that she got dragged and rightfully I'm so. Sure. She rightfully yeah. so though. Like when I seen that, I was like, what are you, ma'am? <laughs> like, what does this have to do with the movement? Like, and so I will say this, right? Cause you know, in there's 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 a lot to unpack here, right? <laughs> so she posted this in Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I told you she's Colombian. Like she, you know, makes Spanish reggaeton music and Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, you know, into music or whatever, this is Anuel, who is a huge, like, Latin trapper, like, trap artist. Mm-hmm. Um, trapper. <laughs> trapper. <laughs> that, that's, they, um, they're That's engaged. what they use to... <laughs> oh, they're engaged. Sorry. I was wondering if that was the, the term that they used to describe <laughs> trapper. Just- this is me um being whatever so the reason why i bring this up is because one there's so many things wrong with this message but like i said you know the whether the intention was and she posted this during the time that it's like we're in heightened protests okay mm-hmm. and right. to me it's like one you've completely missed the point and mm-hmm. I think within our community. So let's let's unpack some more, right? Because I would love to hear mm-hmm. even just your experience being in St. Thomas and your immediate, you know, Caribbean community. But within the last, mm-hmm. like we have a lot of issues within our community. But one thing I will say is that, you know, you have to context, right? So she's from Colombia and, you know, you're just crossing over to create this, um, this, uh, like in America, like, the, you know, we have, right. a, there's a huge Latin, Latino population. And so mm-hmm. this is an issue, 
like racism affects everyone, but this is an issue that like literally is just so different here in America, you know? Yes, yes. And it's definitely an American issue. Yes, that America has mentality. yeah. Really like just cultivated and really just like yes. oh my God. Like mm-hmm. so you know, even when we talk about race and all that stuff, like that's an American thing. So mm-hmm. we have to talk about that because of America, you know, because right. they put us like, you have to identify with certain stuff and how someone views you. So mm-hmm. like I said, with this, it's like the moment that she put the hashtag Black Lives Matter is one, you're already, you're stepping into a conversation that is very delicate, that if you don't know a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement, just shut the fuck up. Right. Go educate yourself. Right, do that first. Let's start there, right? Mm -hmm. Because to me, it's like, (laughs) she could have posted this maybe without, and and again, there's levels, right? There's levels to this, Mm -hmm. but right right then and there, okay, all, all of a sudden now. But then at the same time too, tightening, right? The timing mm-hmm. of what you did and posting this is like, oh my God, are you kidding me? There are people that are literally like getting beaten by police, like, or during these protests, you know, people are mm-hmm. getting arrested. People are risking They're fighting their for lives, their lives. Fighting yeah. mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic. Right. For this. And you decide to post a pic <laughs> of your dog. Your dog. That's black and white. That has nothing to do with the issues. Nothing. Like, like <laughs> nothing. I will say this since then, of course, right? Because there's no way. Like, this this tweet has been deleted. But don't worry, because anything that you post on the internet lives on forever. So, like I said. Yes, because someone screenshotted it. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that you thought that this was okay, okay, you know? And here's my thing, too, is that this doesn't, it's not something, again, that is, it is a black and white issue, but at the same time, it's not. It affects everyone. So if you don't feel educated on something, let's start there. If you've never mm-hmm. spoke out about something, let's start there. Don't right. use this time to begin to talk when you don't know history, facts. You don't know the roots of the issue right? and ways right. that you can yep. combat it. If you don't exactly. know those things, like sit down. Just sit down. Right. <laughs> right. Facts. I agree. And like another example of that too was recently um, people were posting black and white images of themselves and then using the hashtag like support women or yes. we support women, women or, something. women or something. Women supporting women or something like that. Um, you know, and people had people had tagged me in it, and I was like, okay, cool. Like this is another like generic, um, you know, challenge or, right. or movement or whatever. Um, but one a friend of mine posted her photo, but she went into depth about it. So she had provided like the background information about the women um, being killed at alarming rates in the country of um, Istanbul, right? And um, or Turkey, let me see, or Turkey, Turkey, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. in Turkey. Um, and it was really about the femicides mm-hmm. and about bringing awareness to that, you know. And mm-hmm. it's crazy how the messaging gets lost on social media. 
And it really wasn't just a generic challenge. It really, really was to bring awareness to the issue in Turkey mm-hmm. about the women being murdered and nothing happening, you know, like they would know who would kill these women and things like that, but nothing would happen. They won't be arrested. They just get a slap on the wrist, you know, and go about their way. But it's crazy how the true message gets lost. And it was really sad because, you know, you have people participating in these movements, a lot of celebrities too, and they mm-hmm. didn't even know, you know? So it's for me, Absolutely. if I was Turkish and I, and I saw that, I would be so frustrated because mm-hmm. it's like, now you're replacing the movement with something that's so superficial. We support women, but we, do you support do women? You? Are you really about that life? Like, do you actually support women-owned businesses? And mm-hmm. do you really support women? Women, you know, and especially women of color. Yeah, women of color, too. Are you supporting them in your regular daily life? Mm-hmm. Are you listening to women? Or do you always make fun of them on Twitter? You know? Right. Women that may not look like you or may not share the same ideas or culture. I'm seeing a lot of people that have never said anything before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, or people that have just, like, I mean, like I'm supported sure that met. rhetoric yes uh, of of that we're trying to divide the country and they're terrorists black Lives matter is a terrorist group and like people have said that on social media and then now they want to be using the hashtag and i just think it's it's so funny now that right now they they just switched up on us yeah you know i also think it's easy to be nice and be so informative like portray this person on social mm-hmm. and to post something like and I saw a lot of people with privilege with white privilege mm-hmm. you know say their thoughts and post their deep thoughts about them and I'm like <laughs> you've again missed the point missed. <laughs> you're talking which is fine like talk about your journey but talk talk about your journey with people that are like you like because as a person of color i don't really care that it took until 2020 for you to realize that all you really care about is getting your avocado toast on time and treating human (laughs) beings or the people that are making that with dignity and respect that right that that to me was like i saw so many people so many brands so many influence so many people post about Mm -hmm. this stuff and it's like i bet you that when you leave that door and you step away from your phone and your computer, you're probably a shitty human being. Yep. Some, t- some of them, not all, of course. But right. to a lot of these people that were super vocal and like, again, missing the point, you completely missed the point because the times that it's important to be an activist, it's important to be woke, it's important to be a human being is in the times mm-hmm. where, for example, what do you do when somebody okay, if you see a car pulled over, you know, what, what's your first reaction, you know, or what do you, what do you do if you're in a store and if you're in a scenario where someone is following a black person and you, you're not, mm-hmm. you know, you're a non-person of color, like what, what would you do in that scenario? And if you're being realistic with yourself, you know, Mm-hmm. And those type, those types of, that, that's what you need to be like working on and asking yourself, right? Your you know, character. Mm-hmm. because 
your post, your social media post doesn't mean anything. Like it really doesn't. It doesn't. Right. And it's, it doesn't. You know, just during during this time that we are in right now, it just feels as though a lot of the times those are the people that are like trying trying to take the limelight. Yes. Yep. And, and you have a lot of people that are trying to put themselves at the front of the movement. Mm-hmm. So they're fitting themselves in spaces where they really shouldn't be and have no place being. You Absolutely. Know, it reminds me of, um, we had a protest here in the Virgin Islands mm-hmm. um, against gun violence, but then also to show solidarity with the Black Lives Movement that was happening on the mainland. Yeah. And you had people that were at the forefront of the movement becoming the face of it and saying Mm. that they're the ones that initiated this. They're the ones doing the interviews and talking about why Black Lives Matter is important. And it's like, do you realize that you're the one that's benefiting off of white privilege? Are you talking about that? Like, no, you want to come into our spaces and talk about our experiences. Doesn't that feel wrong to you? Mm -hmm. Like you said, we had a conversation. It's like, how about you pass the mic? You know, you can be part. Yeah, you can be part of these movements, you know, and you can support and help organize and all of that. But when it comes to being the face of it and um, about amplifying voices, yours shouldn't be the one that's amplified. Yeah. It should be the people (laughs) that are fighting for their lives. Exactly. Exactly. And I think people even just what you said, like this whole like when people were using like Amplify black voices again Mm -hmm. so many people was like hold up let me just hold the mic for one second and Uh introduce you they don't need no introduction right people and and god it just it it, it's crazy because that's the perfect example of what the oppressor has been doing for centuries right yeah people can't even Mm -hmm. realize that you know what i mean like at the end of the day the people like leading like that that you leave that to the community mm-hmm. that has been affected that that correct that is is losing their lives at like a crazy rate that this this is <laughs> but again you know you gotta and you gotta watch that and just be angry and then it makes mm-hmm. you it makes you angry and then you just think to yourself mm-hmm. like that's why I'm angry you right. know because we still mm-hmm. know it's 2020. Mm-hmm. And people are just waking up. Yep, just waking up. Yep. Mm-hmm. From and a then, long ass nap. Yeah, long ass nap. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, and then too, like, they think that they're doing something, but they're just barely scratching the surface, you know? Barely. Yep. And again, so, you're completely, you're completely missing the point. And I do think, I'm going to share this, um, this story. It is based, it's a true story, right? Um, mm-hmm. So my senior year at Loyola, um, mm-hmm. we were at CCSJ, which is uh, the Center for Community Service and Justice, right? And um, I was a coordinator there, like a leadership coordinator. So we're, we do like a training 
similar to like a pre-orientation program, but we just do, we did a training and it was the first year that they did a racial and bias training. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> gotta take a deep breath for this one. It was about like, I want to say about three or four of us, like minorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it might have been just three, honestly. But we'll say we'll say four. Like uh-huh. let's add let's add, you know, a spirit in there. Yeah. <laughs> so we were in this training, right? And they brought in, you know, um two two people that again were going to lead that they, they have experience in this. Um right. and it was, you know, very like I, I their their backgrounds super, super um, you know, the, the those people that do like racial trainings, this is what they do. So mm-hmm. It was a black woman and a white woman. And so the, they, again, took turns kind of talking. But when we reached the moment that they, the white woman spoke about white privilege and she mm-hmm. brought in this, and I, and I think during our lives, this is how I, I when the resources that we used, that's where I got it from Peggy, um, I don't know her last name, McIntosh or Micken, whatever. McIntosh, yeah. Mm-hmm um her essay or whatever that she wrote for, on you know white privilege is is something mm-hmm. that like that they introduced there oh my god girl there were real white tears and the thing is is that taking a step back right so we went to school in baltimore i live here now and mm-hmm. similar to many cities across america baltimore specifically you know the roots of the city are built on rate rate racism. like <laughs> mm-hmm. racism racial segregation um yep. it is a city where you can literally see that you know everything right. was intentional from the street names why or the street you know why there's so many one-way streets here one-way to, streets yep mm-hmm. to keep black people out of certain areas certain neighborhoods it was it's it's right. a very black and white city mm-hmm. so why is this important? Because you're about to go serve a community. You're about to go into this community and you need to take a step back and look at the history, look at years and years of what makes up this community. And right. when I tell you, and, and nobody, nobody was ready. It was like the Kevin Hart, like they wasn't ready. <laughs> they was not ready. They, um, we had some people walk out so oh my god stood up and started crying real tears like i'm not making this up and it was in that moment that i knew i was like oh my god there are people that have walked their whole amazing privileged life and they're like you know in their 20 20 you know so you yeah. for 20 years and you just this is the first time and you refuse they refuse to accept it there was one girl like yeah. like life this is this is not true like this cannot be how could this be so what they did <laughs> is they ended up separating us you know the right. people of color <laughs> students of color versus the yeah. white students and they had a problem with that they were like see this is exactly what like what you guys are teaching us is exactly what you're doing like you're separating us and like now we can't and then again, it's like, okay, listen, you guys clearly need a time. You need a time. Like you need a space to decompress your whiteness, you know, <laughs> let us go to this room right. and talk about how bamboozled we are. Yeah. And they don't, they don't understand too, that their reaction impacted you. 
right. and the other other students of color. Like, because how are you now you're you tears. <laughs> right now you're telling me I'm a liar. Now right. you're trying to take away from my experience and my truth by saying that this is not true. Mm-hmm. You know, and ah, it's just like it really amazes me how people really live their lives without having to deal with these types of things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then, and it's, it's more to me, it, it, to me, it was more of like white guilt than anything. Yes, You're yes, crying. Like, Why are you crying? Right. Like if you are not a person that mm-hmm. um, uses their white privilege in a way that demeans other people then this shouldn't this shouldn't affect you you know what i mean but in their head they're guilty they're like oh wow like i've been living a a life of lies and uh you know on the backs of other black people or latin people or people of color you know yeah absolutely Um, and it just i mean and that experience (laughs) that was like like seven years ago it's Mm -hmm. like okay now fast forward 2020 and I feel like I'm seeing it all over again, this time through social media, you know, this time through different platforms, this time through different brands. And that is my, my biggest problem. And my frustrations that have come through all this is that, like you said, it's August now. Right. And it's kind of like, Oh, okay. Like we're, we're, we're not seeing as many posts. We're not seeing amplified these, you know, voices and all this stuff. We're just seeing regular content now. And, and to me, it's like that, that, that's, that's, that's the problem. (laughs) Right. You know, this is not, this is not an issue that is, goes away, but it's an issue that goes away for certain people. Mm -hmm. And Sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought, but I'm back now. And with the companies, <laughs> this is what I was getting at is with companies and big brands, my mm-hmm. whole thing is I don't care about what you're doing on social media. I don't care that you gave somebody um, um, an IG live, like a, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? A right. post. Like a takeover or whatever. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. An IG takeover. What I care about is like what you're doing behind closed doors. How are you opening right. up those doors to people of color? How are you making policies? Right. How do you have that stuff in place to make it a safe mm-hmm. place in the workplace? Why does your board of directors room look very different to what you're portraying on social media? What right. are you doing as a company, as a um, business owner, as a whatever it yep. is like to really mm-hmm. improve systematic like systemic racism like all this stuff affects our everyday life right it does and then it also reminds me too of like um i don't know if folks i'm sure you guys have been seeing like the post about brianna taylor arrest the murderers Mm -hmm. of brianna taylor and it's kind of crazy how um we have to frame the the text and the messaging or like try to trick people into thinking that they're seeing something and then it's the last post is like oh arrest the murders of brianna taylor for yeah. people to like care, care or to see it you know right and it's just kind of crazy like and i'm sure this should be like a study like in hopefully in like the, our emerging media class but yeah. about people the way people use social media 
to get like kind of like, it's like a trickery thing yeah you know right it's like i'm gonna I'm show you this beautiful model but then in the background it's gonna say arrest the murderers of brianna taylor and it's like it's it's so crazy that we have to do that now. right or people feel the need that they have to do that in order for people to pay attention right you have to get like you you we have to get creative like it's crazy right, right? <laughs> like we have to we have to yeah. get so creative to get basic human rights right mm-hmm. like that's that's wild and i i've seen those you know like today's a good yeah. day and like or good morning uh-huh. today's a good day to arrest like Ooh, some, you know right right yeah um yeah so that's just that whole concept is like so wild to me that we even have to do that yeah to get and then my problem too is that that's mm-hmm. okay let's say that that does work and people are like oh wow that was clever a double tap mm-hmm. a like that is not doing anything you know what i mean right. and that's my problem is like what is the call to action so for anyone listening you know that is the biggest thing it's like cool like if you are engaging or partaking in activities that that really bring awareness to issues, but also do your part and make it accessible for people to sign that petition to what's the next yes. thing that we have to do? What what it's not right. just about awareness, it's about awareness and action. To me, those two things have to go together. And if you're not yes. acting on those things, then it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Right. Double, it double tapping that picture, like arrest the murders of Breonna Taylor, that's not like and honestly let let this is how i feel too with like because did you see that oprah is um she bought a whole bunch of billboards so that they put it all over leave that to people like that like she has the means the money and like that's amazing like she is going to bring that like awareness piece right make sure that it's in you know all parts of the city and stuff what we can do is do our parts on signing these petitions you know calling the representatives like being aware of the things that we can actually actual action items that will get yes change and i think that was like one of the biggest lessons i learned in school um you know studying communications is mm-hmm. like anything you do as a pertains to marketing and social media is it has to have a call to action yep. or else whatever you're posting or whatever you're sharing is like null and void mm-hmm. you know like yeah. how does how does it go beyond a blog post or a social media post into to affect change you know mm-hmm. everything must have a call to action right or exactly. else it is just a it is just a billboard or it is just a pretty picture you know exactly so and there is yeah. somebody who <laughs> who does this brilliantly who's mm-hmm. thoughtful who's intentional, intentional. who's the queen mm. of Our hero. <laughs> the Shiro. And that is our beloved Queen Beyonce of Houston, Texas. <laughs> and Beyonce came out with mm-hmm. Black is King and what a beautiful work of art yep yes give us your thoughts yes it was so empowering um so for those that don't know um beyonce was the voice of nala in the movie the lion king back in 2019 
um, she came out with an album, which was the soundtrack of The Lion King called The Gift. Mm-hmm. And then Black is King was the visual representation of the album, The Gift. So she dropped that uh, visual album on July 31st on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen it already, I mean, you're, you're behind the eight ball. Like, I've watched it, like, yeah. ten times. <laughs> minimum. Minimum. And if it's not available in your region, Virgin Islands, unless you have broadband <laughs> internet, you can use a VPN to watch it. So you should have no excuses. But yeah. it was just, oh gosh, I don't even have the words for it. She pretty much highlighted, she pretty much like uplifted the African diaspora, mm-hmm. um, showing the beauty, the strength, the culture, the, you know, everything about African culture. And she brought it to us on this huge platform, you know, yeah. and all of the choreographers, the artists, the hair uh, stylists, and all of that, like, they were all African people. And that's what I really loved about it because a lot of times you have people that are, you know, making productions and things like that. And, but the people in the room and the people that are actually doing it are not even the people that you're portraying in the show, you know? Yeah. And which is like mind blowing to me. Um, Like every few weeks or so, I realize that a lot of the, uh, you have like black blogs or, or um, certain content that's content that's just um, pushed out to the black community. And when you look at the people behind the scenes, who's actually making the content, it's a bunch of white faces in the room. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. but in, for this, like Beyonce really gave people the opportunity to be put on a huge platform and to bring awareness to the talents and the culture and the beauty of African people. And I just really appreciated that. And, it was just very, very empowering, you know, as a Caribbean person, as a Black woman, um, to see that and to feel that. And I, I definitely cried a few times watching it um, because the messaging was just so powerful. I think Absolutely. really for me, like the theme throughout the entire um, production was about um, like our history and about our legacy, you know. like really telling and showing black people like a lot of times we just see you know our history beginning with slavery and that's not true like we had a long lineage of kings and queens people who were successful they're beautiful they were strong they had a rich sense of culture and understanding of self and these people are still guiding you you know Mm -hmm. and how important it is for you to have that legacy and to maintain like that's really should be the goal in our our lives is really mm-hmm. to leave a legacy in this world because at the end of the day that's gonna live on through our children and grandchildren you know absolutely and um that was really the main theme of it the storyline was based on the lion king um so it started off with like the baptism you know in lion king it starts off you know they're on the the high rock and they're baptizing little simba you know and it starts off with that and then throughout um, the production, it continues with like Simba, kind of like Simba's story, you know? But of course, it was a little black boy that was um, the main character in the production. But um, yeah, it was just, 
it was everything I needed and more. Um, and I hope everyone that watched it, especially Black people, feel empowered and feel like um, they too are kings and queens and they don't feel alone in this world, you know? Right. And a lot of what she highlighted too was about um, oppression, you know, mm-hmm. and all these years of being oppressed and how we as Black people have to know ourselves and know that we can be we can push beyond this you know like we can rise above it all and despite what people tell us um or have placed us in a box like we're more than this i agree with you um in everything that you said i think one of the lines um that she that beyonce says in the commentary was you know if you don't see yourself represented for so long do you even know that you exist? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm probably butchering that line, but, and it just, like you said, like there were so many parts where I just wanted to cry, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> or cried. I definitely cried. Yeah. Um, and I, in just songs like Brown Skin Girl, like that video, like the, her whole like visual mm-hmm. representation of that. Yeah. Of just the beauty, you know? And it makes you think, like, a thought I had was, like, and, and the reason why it brought tears to my eyes is, like, who lied? Like, who, who lied right. to, pe- like, to brown skin, to Black women, like, to make you feel inferior or, like, that Black isn't right. regal, that it, it, isn't, mm-hmm. it isn't something to be celebrated, you know? And it just, it... It, it should like anger you, you know, because yes. you think about mm-hmm. it and you're like, wow, this is the first time in so long where you can get this like beautiful piece of art, of work, of, of heritage, like through yep. music, right? Through right. a platform like Beyonce's platform, who mm-hmm. is a huge superstar mm-hmm. international, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, if you just, like, the more I thought about it, like, right, like, if you don't see yourself represented, like, you just begin to wonder, right? Right. And this yeah. is a reality, and this is a reality of, of many people, right? And I mm-hmm. was, um, I was, yesterday, I was um, looking for um, a gift for my little cousins, and for their birthday, and um, when, when I was paying for something, I had seen the, the, the it was this um, dad um with his daughter and his daughter was so cute and she had a backpack and all the disney princesses on the backpack are the regular the ones that we grew up with you know yeah and 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 disney has kind of you know slowly began to expand their ethnicity and races on um disney princesses but the truth of the matter is that so when i when i saw her and she turned around and she had um Elsa, you know, she was playing with like yeah. the the from Frozen, and I'm thinking to myself, um, and this was a black family, so I'm like, yeah, I mean, none of none of those people represent, you know, if 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 you can't see right. yourself, I mean, even just myself, like none of these princesses are Latina, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I'm just looking at her backpack, like, damn, when I have kids, like. You can, I'm going to have to be so intentional, you know, right. so that their, so that their mm-hmm. norm becomes the norm that we didn't like, that their norm doesn't become the norm that we grew up in. Right. Because the place where I was at, I was at Five Below, which is like a dollar store. And mm-hmm. I'm going through the aisles, you know, and 
the majority of things were just old, old Disney princesses, old school. So even when it comes to access, right, the right. accessibility that you have, it's like, well, it's you're limited. definitely, you're de- you got to go above and beyond to get right. something that you can see your reflection in. It's true. And so it's not, it's not the norm, you know, which is why I think like, you know, something like what, what Beyonce did with Black is King is just, to me, that, that, that should be the norm, especially with people with big platforms, especially with people with any platform Mm -hmm. is that you have to be intentional and you really have to be able to, to know that this is something bigger bigger than just you and I this is something bigger that's that's just with our mm-hmm. generation you know and that was another message that she had in in the visual the mm-hmm. visual album is that I think that's what it started off with is that yeah you know, the you are um you are part of something way bigger something bigger mm-hmm. yeah and um it's true you yeah. know sometimes we think of ourselves as just this little speck on the earth but everyone's here for a reason and everyone is connected mm-hmm and I think that I think that's how she sees herself as like she's doing that some that's way bigger than what she is, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, but there were so many takeaways um from Black is King. Mm-hmm. I have like a I hadn't even taken notes when I was watching it because some of the messaging that she um had portrayed is something reminders that I need for myself. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I, I, it's just, it's just one of those things where, you know, you see, you see it and you can't like, you can't help but be inspired and you can't help, but, you know, and even like, like, um, I was telling you, you know, I saw so much of, of my own culture, you know, in, Mm -hmm, in the video and you begin to realize like, wow, we're really, we really are connected. And if you know our history, Mm -hmm. your history, Latin American history, Caribbean history, where, where our roots come from you know um yep. where so much of what like what 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 our bloodline means yes that is mm-hmm. something that you know i feel like i i hope and wish that more people um especially like my people you know because within mm-hmm. just our my own community latin american community it's like sometimes we don't want to accept you know, the, mm-hmm. the history, we don't want to accept, right. or, we just want to say like, nah, I'm just Salvadorian. Nah, I'm just Dominican. Nah, I'm just this, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, right. nah, like let's, 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 let's speak. Let's be the clear. Truth. Yeah. Let's, let's uh-huh. be clear. What, 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 what really happened here? There's indigenous, there's European, there's African. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. And then Same in the Caribbean. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and being proud of that, like that is something that you should be proud of. Yep. You know? But for years, again, we've been told, nah, mm-hmm. you're trying to erase that part. You know, you're trying to neglect yep. it. You're not trying to even think about it, you know, from down to hair texture and, you know. Oh my gosh. Stuff. Yeah. It goes on and on and on, you know. But I'm really just so excited that 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 she raised the bar and i hope that again yes. more and more artists more people you know um can do more intentional stuff i just thought about yes. this right now mm-hmm. because as we're talking about just like intention and just something with platforms <laughs> i'm laughing because 
So Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion just came out with that song, WAP. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, on the video. <laughs> on the video. Bringing, and, I, and I think that, should we touch upon a missed opportunity? Yes. <laughs> Let's go for it. <laughs> because I love the song and the video so much, but uh-huh. let's just talk about the reactions, you know? The yes. one reaction that really has just shaken the internet up, <laughs> which is which is what, Brittany? Kylie Jenner's cameo <laughs> really ticked off Twitter. Black Twitter in particular. <laughs> Twitter went off. Yeah, and um, it's funny. It, they, of course, they make a joke out of everything, but their reactions and like the gifs and the animation that they use to describe what their reactions to when she appeared on the screen was an accurate <laughs> representation of how I felt and how I reacted. Because my husband and I we were watching it like we waited till midnight, like everyone else. To I watch watched it. it, yep. And I saw the cheetah prints from the back, and I'm like, <laughs> Yo, I saw oh. her hair. Yeah, and I was like, who's that? At first, I was like, oh, maybe that's Cardi, you know? Me too. I thought that was Cardi yeah. too. And I'm trying to but look then for I her was tattoo. Like, but then I didn't see that, yes. you know? And then I was like, no, this has to be someone else. Because to me, it gave the image of, like, the madame. Like, the head girl in charge, you know? Mm-hmm. When she turned around, I was like, what the hell is going on? Who invited her to this party? Like, I was just really shocked. I was like, she has no business being here. (laughs) I was so annoyed, you know? I mean, it was a very brief cameo, but at the same time, she got a lot more airtime than the girls that that were featured in the end. I think in the end, they had, like, Ruby Rose, they had Normani. Rosalia. um, Rosalia, yeah, Mm -hmm. and a couple other girls. Um, But they didn't get as much... Uh, time on the screen right. as Kylie did but I think um because Kylie is such a huge like she has a, I mean she has 800 million followers on yeah Instagram, she's such maybe. a huge influence she's a huge influence and regardless of whether it's positive or negative she's going to draw attention so exactly. I think they use that opportunity to do that you know yeah. but then at the end of the day for me I just don't think it was her place to be there yeah I think that you know with what you just said I think it was like after coming on a high from just you know yes black is king and just this moment that we're living in right and Mm -hmm. I love just seeing all sorts of women just put let's be real like women of color just being like bossed up and just like owning it and killing it Mm -hmm. And then even the song, right? Cardi and Megan, like powerhouse. And it was such a, a right. it was such a moment. And I do feel like the moment could have been even more amplified had that person been someone else. And someone I love what else. you said. Who did you say um, would have been so dope to have? Oh, Lil' Kim. Yes. That would have been, I would have been like, I'm because done. I'm going to go ahead and an, just, um, I would have fainted. to her. Right, yeah, the beginning like, and I, her The squat. beginning mm-hmm. was, yeah, that pose, her style. Like, 
all of that, they were paying homage to her, you know? So to right. me, it would have been fitting to and have And there was her. a lot of other just, like, 90s rap, like, women. A lot of, right. yeah, Black, uh-huh. Black um, culture, like, nine, 80s and 90s references yes. Yes. throughout the entire um, video. Right. So that's why I was kind of confused. And then um, I saw people saying, oh, why do you guys hate Kylie? Why, what is this such a big deal? Like she has such a big influence. It was a big marketing move or whatever. And it's like, it matters because Kylie herself is a culture vulture. And she yeah. has benefited off the backs of black women. Mm-hmm. For anyone that's on like on Twitter, or on social media, like it's been proven time and time again that she has stolen from other black creators and women of color and then she's put it on this platform or she she's packaged it in a way and, and has sold it to make profit off of it and it's like that's why people don't like her it's not because she's just this white girl right. i mean and or it's, it's not that she, it's not that she's ugly it's not that like you know what i mean like, people or, always, yeah it's no like, she's 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 beautiful she paid for that shit like she owns it and she looked good you yeah, know like she paid for it <laughs> whatever like she looks good but it's funny to me that people use that to to combat the 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 reaction it's like oh well she looks good yeah we know she looks good that's why she's on the cover of every freaking magazine she has all these collaborations she's she's the it girl you know she's beautiful nobody's denying that but we don't care about that it's not about that it's about who she is as a person and what she's done Mm mm-hmm to put herself in a position of where she is you know of course her name and her fame and the money that she has you know that's why she's successful but you know at the end of the day she uses other people's artwork she doesn't give them credit and then she uses it for her own benefit that's why people are upset and that's why people felt that she should not have been in this video because a lot of times you have black women with these natural features like Megan and right. they're told that no you need to tone it down exactly you're doing too much you need to dress a certain way mm-hmm. your lips are too full your hips are too wide you're you become they they start to sexualize us because of our bodies and our exactly. hair and everything and then you have these white women that pay for these things to look like us you know and Mm -hmm. they benefit in a way that we never could even though this is how we are naturally exactly so that's why people are mad and i'm tired of seeing people defend her when she has done nothing (laughs) but use people for her benefit especially black women and people of color um just to you know you said that perfectly like just well said and you know i started my beauty brand, Solstice Beauty, because of that. Because when I began to research and just look at the beauty industry and especially, you know, the area, the era that we're living in is like the people that benefit off our culture the most are white people. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that yeah. own these companies. They're the ones who, again, um, I just look back to growing up and being made fun of for my full lips, you know, mm-hmm. and how it was just such a, I like, again, I don't, I don't understand like who, who, who lied to us as kids <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and said, you know, that full lips or big hips are like, oh, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward and now we're in 2020 and this woman, uh, this girl, oh, she's a woman, <laughs> yeah. has made a fortune, has made her, you know, billion dollar industry off of mm-hmm. making her lips look fuller and emulating, imitating, whatever you want to call it people of color like you know it's not a train mm-hmm. you know things are don't, don't pertain to just one certain ethnicity one certain race but as a whole you know what i mean there are things that we're known for right like the majority right. or whether it is so to me it was just like i'm just i'm so tired of seeing that you know and i was so mm-hmm. tired of seeing that and i i really you know started it because i was like nah like they can't <sighs> They can't do it better than us, you know? And we just have to, again, just bring awareness and bring more support to have people support these like minority owned business brands. Like we mm-hmm. are amazing, yep. you know? And we right. like, need to own all aspects of our culture and really just, you know, take the time to research and and support like support yeah. black art support latin owned businesses restaurants you know take this moment let's be more intentional mm-hmm. let's 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 give you know credit where credit is due and yes um, always always give credit always yes. that's all we ask i feel like as different you know communities like within our community that's that's, that's all is is just pay homage and do it the right way, you know? Yeah. Not right. just not just a tag. Right. And don't do it because you're gonna get more views because you put Kylie Jenner in your video. Yeah. I mean, be intentional. If you're really about it, then be yeah. about it, you know? Exactly. People people had su- made other suggestions like Sawidi and um mm-hmm. I think Jordan Woods and oh, other yeah. girls that <laughs> that could have been uh in the in the video but Mm -hmm. you know again and the thing is too these girls are not really their friends yes just because you're invited to their pool party and you're on instagram live they're not really your friends i mean megan the stallion she had a picture with drea i guess they were hanging out somewhere but because they're in the same circles and they're in the Mm -hmm. same tax bracket you know but look at what happened megan got shot and then drea is joking then went and cracked a joke about it you know so it's like a lot of these guys are really not their friends they're there for a purpose they're just for views and for clout mm-hmm. you know yeah and that's the part that's disheartening about that whole thing is that because especially i mean i mean cardi has a song press you know it's talk or just yep. even like they or the song with um her husband and clout they mm-hmm. do anything for clout and to me it was like I mean, I think, again, we don't know them personally. We don't know none of these people. And so Mm -hmm. if, you know, Kylie is one of Cardi's best friends, like, you know, that makes sense. But again, it's just about being intentional. Like, why is it that she got more airtime than all the other Mm -hmm. women of color that were doing quick cameos, you know? And there was so much talent there. Like, you see that quick, like, split that Normani hit? Like, yes no or rosalia like i would have loved to see her do her like like flamenco or something you know there's again missed opportunities and whatever just Mm -hmm. just you know that's the only thing other than that like that song is popping and we're here to support you know and we're (laughs) Mm 
Mm-hmm. We're here yeah, to sing I'm it here and for stream it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I am here for it. Um, so. but I think that's a good that's a good way. We'll end we'll end on that note. You know what I mean? Go stream. Yeah. For anybody that stream wow. Wow. no <laughs> be intentional. <laughs> Don't miss opportunities. Yes. <laughs> to be great. And yeah. um yeah. Be yeah. kind to yourself. Yes, and be kind and to others. Be safe. Yeah. And you know, just thank you guys for tuning in. We hope that you love this first episode. Um, we cannot wait for you all to be on this journey with us. Yes, we're so um, excited. Yeah, so make sure to subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on social media. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Actually, next we won't see week. y'all, but you'll hear <laughs> us. You'll hear from us. <laughs> yes, uh, next week. All right. All right, guys. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Talk That Talk with Joyce and Britt. New episodes are released every Wednesday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, which is available on all streaming platforms. See you guys next week. Bye.